Hello and welcome to the Midweek Podcast. This is Pastor Cooper and glad you're joining us. Um, the heart behind this podcast is to have another episode styling um, that's a little bit more directed towards expanding on our Sunday messages because we might not have enough time to maybe speak on every part we wanted to. So either myself or Pastor Mark or whoever's maybe speaking that Sunday might have an opportunity to speak a little bit more, but also I think it's a good space to also um, just to comment on our cultural moments and to submit those things under the authority of God's scripture and to just dialogue um, on what's happening and to just have that frame of reference within God's word um, because God's word is king. And so it's happening in the midweek and it's another tool just to encourage um, the church body um, in our discipleship as we know Jesus and live for him daily. And so hopefully you are encouraged by listening to this, maybe challenged or maybe uh, encourages you to ask more questions. We are always up for that as well. So um, here is what is coming up this week for the midweek uh, episode. All right, we are back. We are back in action for this week, the midweek. Um, Pastor Cooper here, Pastor Mark's in the his house. Hello, everybody. <laughs> P. Daddy Mark. P. P. Papa Mark. That's now. right. P. Papa Mark. That's <laughs> right. With the grandchild. Well, we've had a snowy weekend. Yes, we have. It's been fun. We went uh, yesterday to Little Crunks Hill. There's a couple other families from the church, and we did some sledding. And Sweet. I'm actually sore this morning. <laughs> I, don't, uh, I was telling Whit, I was like, I think I'm sore from sledding. She's like, yeah, probably. You're, you're, you're getting yeah. older, Cooper. Yeah. I'm not that old. Well, if you pull a bunch of kids up that hill, then... Yeah, yeah. And we were also just being goofballs, going down. Oh, and sure. Doing just dumb stuff. So yeah. but it was fun to get working, out. Working new muscles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was good. Well, I, I think I want to start off our conversation with a really cool thought that you had this morning in our staff devotional time, uh, going through the Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... We're essentially in like the life of Joseph yep, in, in Genesis yeah, and talking about all that stuff. And and you had a little thing that you shared with our staff that I thought was good, um, challenging, and something that I think would just be good to even repeat here a little bit with um, people who listen to the podcast. And that came on this concept of blessing and suffering um, and how we see that those big themes played out in the life of Joseph. Yes. And so I'm going to let you just kind of take over and kind of just right. share what the Lord was kind of doing on your heart when your own devotional time. And mm-hmm. then maybe we'll dialogue a little bit on what you're sharing. Yeah, and stuff. Sounds so, good. so yeah, one of the things that just really jumped out at me in um, chapter 40 about um, Joseph and, you know, he's he, now he's in Egypt and he's working in the house of Potiphar and he um, is falsely accused Mm -hmm. of sexual misconduct, which he did not do. And, um, he gets thrown in jail. But what's interesting is when he gets to Egypt, the blessing of God is following him. So Mm -hmm. not only is he prospering, but Potiphar's household is prospering. And it says that he puts Joseph in charge of everything. In fact, that's one of the things that Joseph gives us an excuse to Potiphar's wife is no, I'm not going to sleep with you because Mm -hmm. your husband has put me in charge of everything, even over this whole household. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a good gig for me and God is blessing me and I would not sin against God by doing Mm -hmm. this with you. 
And she continues to pursue him sexually and then eventually tricks him. Um, but what's interesting is he's, he's living in the blessing of God. And then he gets thrown in jail. Potiphar's wife falsely accuses him. Potiphar believes it, throws mm-hmm. him in jail. And while he's in prison, he's getting so blessed that the warden notices and starts putting him over the whole prison. Mm-hmm. And everything he, he you know, touches just prospers and begins to be a blessing and is taken care of. And there's no falsehood going on. And, you know, people can just trust him because everything's done well and done mm-hmm. right. And, and it's probably hard at that time to find people that are legitimately trustworthy. And so mm-hmm. here's this guy that's being blessed and is trustworthy. And all of his bosses are noticing, man, I'm prospering because I, uh, this guy's, the blessing of God is obviously all over this guy's life. Mm-hmm. And everything that I ask him to do is done well. And it looks good for me, right? And I'm prospering as a result of that. So here's this moment where Joseph is living in the blessing of God, but he's also suffering. Yeah, he's in he's, jail. He's in he's jail. In he's been stolen from his family. Yeah. His brothers dead. beat him up, thrown him in a well, yeah. and instead of killing him, thankful, thankfully Reuben talks his brothers out of killing him, mm-hmm. but they sell him as a slave. So here, I mean, a he's away from his family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's the blessing in that? So here he is in suffering. I mean, he's he mm-hmm. is he's suffering, and even when he's in jail, and he gives the, um, you know, he tells the dream to the cupbearer and to the baker, and he tells the cupbearer, "Hey, tell Pharaoh I'm in here mm-hmm. falsely accused. Get me out of here." You know, so he he's declaring, "I'm suffering in here, even mm-hmm. though I'm being blessed. I'm, I'm suffering." So here's what just struck me this morning as I was journaling and writing this stuff down is as Americans, we, we don't do good with suffering. We don't do well with suffering. Mm-hmm. We don't think that through well. We don't like it. Mm-hmm. We love to be comfortable, um, and we love our comfort. We love our wealth. We, we don't like to, we, we just don't want you to mess with that. So theologically, uh, I, I often see this. I hear this in messages. I see it in theology. I hear people talk about it. And that is that these two can't coexist in American theology, blessing and suffering at the same time. But that's exactly what we see in Joseph's life. Mm-hmm. We see blessing and we see suffering for the eventual glory of God mm-hmm. and for the rescue of his family and of his people. Mm-hmm. And not only of his family and his people, all of Egypt, yeah, possibly the entire Middle Eastern North African region. Mm-hmm. has all been rescued because of the blessing and suffering that Joseph went through and how he responds to that by having, you know, seven fruitful years mm-hmm. where he keeps all the grain and seven years of right. famine where he keeps it all. And then he just, I mean, he makes Pharaoh probably the wealthiest person in the world as he sells it to everyone on the planet, mm-hmm. you know, so, but God did that. I mean, and so sometimes I wonder, you know, we really struggle with this. We even say things like, if I'm suffering right now, God must be mad at me or something. Mm -hmm. And I just don't see the correlation biblically in Scripture. We see that a lot. People uh, living in the blessing of God and the suffering of God at the exact same time for the glory of God. 
and um, see it all throughout the New Testament mm-hmm. as well. I mean, even the cross of Christ, right? Yeah. Is the blessing yeah. of God and the suffering of God for his glory mm-hmm. and for our ultimate benefit. Over and over again, we see this happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're just not, we're just not, we're just not thrilled with that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so um, I think it's something we need to work out in our theology and do a better job and not say when suffering comes along, when persecution comes along, when, you know, life's not going well, you've been falsely accused, whatever, that we don't say, you know, oh, God, God's got something against me. Or, mm-hmm. um, no, maybe, God, maybe God's got something better for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then and, and it's okay mm-hmm. to hang out mm-hmm. in that suffering time for a while when it leads to the eventual yeah. glory of God. And that, that reminds me of, um, of something that you said even on your message on Sunday. So we're going in Philippians chapter 4, and yeah. it's, the, it's, the, it's the rejoice part and like having yes. you know, that, that as part of our being when we're in anxiety and worry. But even in this conversation of suffering, you said, I think what, what you said was um, we're not thankful for like the specific circumstances. It's like, sure, right, I mean, yes. Joseph's not thankful he's in prison, No, but we're thankful that God is with us Correct. Yeah. in the middle of that suffering. Yes. And that's where we can have that. Uh, yeah. Cause in, in yeah. the verse talking about, you know, be, give thanks and all yeah. things. And, I was like, and I, Daniel's I, not thankful. He's going to get thrown in a lion pit. Right. He's thankful that God's always been with him. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think like what you're saying um, within our maybe Western church, theology where we live in a society that's driven on capitalism so it's, right. it's and kind wealth of, yeah We're and driven so on wealth if and you comfort. build if you build a better a better mousetrap you're going to get a lot more money and so it's right. very self-driven um and so when we don't do good or if things bad happen to us then we think something's wrong yes something's right. wrong with us and yep. sure there might be some things <laughs> mm-hmm. that are wrong yeah. you know that maybe god is kind of doing something yeah. but but we often blame it on god Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Not maybe our own choices or Correct. our own circumstances. And so in the, in the case of Joseph, he, he was kind of arrogant with his brothers, yep, you know, but he was honorable when it came to Potiphar's household. Sure. He was like, no, I'm not going to do this, but he yep. was wrongly accused. Yeah. So he's not thankful like, oh, yay, I'm blessed to go to prison. Right. But he's thankful that God's with him. Yeah. And he's going to use that context to carry the, out the blessings, and God's is still going to bless them right. in the middle of those sufferings and stuff. Mm-hmm. We should also point out that this is righteous suffering as well. Mm. That you know, it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm suffering because I was committing a sin. Correct. And I, yeah. And I got myself in this pit, mm-hmm. and now I'm, you know, having to deal with the consequences of my sin. Mm-hmm. That's right. a different kind of suffering than the yep. suffering that we're talking about here. We're talking yes. about general life circumstance suffering mm-hmm. and suffering for righteousness sake mm-hmm. suffering. Sometimes we're suffered suffering because we were Christians. Mm-hmm. There might be a teacher listening to us that is, has a tough time at work because everyone doesn't believe like they do. Mm-hmm. Your workplace might be very liberal and you're a Christian and they're against you. And that's part of the world that we live in today, mm-hmm. but you're suffering for Christ's name and for mm-hmm. his sake. You could almost call it persecution, and mm-hmm. um, but this blessing. What I what I'm encouraged by is this: that it's possible for me to live a blessed life mm-hmm. and have a tough life at the same time. Mm-hmm. That they coexist, 
And I think in our theology, we often separate them. That in order to have a blessed life, Mm -hmm. uh, that means I'm not suffering. I'm not being persecuted. um, You know, I'm... God's blessing me financially. God's blessing me with kids. Mm-hmm. God's blessing. My life's good. Um, you know, nothing bad's happening right now. And as soon as things change and there's some suffering, we question where the blessing of God went. Mm-hmm. Where'd the blessing of God go? Does God no longer love me? What, what's mm-hmm. going on? And that's not true. It's not mm-hmm. what we see congruent throughout scripture. We yeah. see blessing and suffering at the exact same time. Yeah. And we don't have to go down a huge rabbit trail, but it plays into that whole prosperity gospel oh, totally. yes, of stuff. Absolutely. And I always, I'm always reminded, yeah. like, hey, I mean, there's just no biblical <laughs> foundation Mm-mm. for what's held there. But I'm always like, Paul would have been the worst prosperity gospel. Oh, <laughs> like, yes, absolutely. Like, <laughs> or he would have been the wealthiest dude in the world. Right, right. But he was neither. <laughs> yeah, he suffered constantly. <laughs> yes. But we honor him as, mm-hmm. like, the, the guy. And it's yeah. like... He is the poster child of anti-prosperity gospel. Yes, he totally is. Yeah, if <laughs> blessings come and prosperity comes because you are fervently and passionately following Christ, then why was Paul destitute, beaten <laughs> right. constantly, poor, yeah. shipwrecked, yeah. out at sea, starving? Yeah. <laughs> this is not prosperity. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and you know, he, but whether he, he had a lot, Christ whether he had a little, well. he, yeah. he served Christ. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. He said it, right? Mm-hmm. Whether I have a lot or a little, I've learned mm-hmm. the secret of contentment. Yep. I can do all things through Christ. He gives me strength. Mm-hmm. That's the key. And yeah. it's not. I think the other challenge that's just part kind of weaved its way into our theology is material wealth. Mm -hmm. You know, we think we're blessed by God because we have a lot of material wealth. That's Mm -hmm. not true. God, God's Mm -hmm. more interested in spiritual blessing Mm -hmm. than financial material blessing. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean that he won't material materially bless you. That that's, that's a biblical principle as well. Yeah, I mean, well. even just reading in our plan, like sure, Jacob absolutely. with all Jacob, of his flocks, and, Abraham, Isaac, yeah, I mean, all of them, blessed. Esau, they're all, God they're all blesses being blessed. Them, yeah. Yes, and that, so that's possible, um, but um, we just have to have a better balance mm-hmm. with with our theology yeah. and with our lifestyle. Yeah. So, so what would be like a quick challenge for just like us um, with that thought of blessing and suffering or like, like a kind of quick, like, hey, here's food for thought in mm-hmm. your own theology when you're thinking through this and stuff. Um, when it comes to us living out our faith in 2021 in America, mm-hmm. all that stuff would be kind of like a challenge or a yeah. thought. Well, I think the, the challenge right now could be we're all suffering because <laughs> of yeah. COVID. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, that could be the challenge. You know, the challenge could be we, we could think, why is God doing this? Mm-hmm. Or, um, you know. Why am I having to isolate myself? Or yeah. why, you know, wh- why is this continuing and continuing and not stopping? And um, I think contentment is the key there. Godliness with contentment is mm-hmm. great gain, Paul yeah. told Timothy. Um, and so I think w- we have to get there too. Yeah. That, um, I'm not living my life with God based on extenuating circumstances mm-hmm. or life situations that are for me or against me. It's just, this is the way life is. Mm-hmm. God is good. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to choose to live in that blessing. A- and also notice that ble- there's so much more 
that is wrapped up in blessing that's not material, material based, pleasure based, wealth based. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ephesians says God's given us all spiritual blessings in Christ. There's there's a lot more blessings that God wants to give us, and to be honest, that are better for us mm-hmm. um, than yeah. just wealth. That's good. Well, I think that kind of ties into a little bit what we're going to talk about today, um, and that that's fasting. Yeah, absolutely. Because um, there's there's a there's some suffering, and I think you would say like, like righteous suffering, because yep. it's really self denial on some natural, you know, functions that we have within our life. And so, in a message that we did, it's been about a month now. We talked about prayer, fasting, evangelism. So we wanted to just take a moment to. Just dialogue a little bit more on fasting. Um, I think one of the big questions that we'll also, I guess, answer slash just approach is why don't we fast? Um, Why is it like in the Western U.S. church as a whole, fasting really isn't like a normalized function? Mm -hmm. Um, As we read in the Bible, it's very normalized. And it's like more of like an expected, just like this is what we do as people who are searching after God is we fast, Mm -hmm. but it seems like that's something that's not celebrated. Well, I guess, I guess it'd be celebrated in the U S church because you, you'll, you'll, you'll see posts about fasts, but it's not like a, uh, a normalized, Mm -hmm. it's more of like, wait, what I, I should fast. Like, Mm -hmm. what do you mean? Yeah. I have to deny stuff. And so I wanted to kind of dialogue on that, but just really quick, the definition that we did on our Sunday message about fasting is it can be defined as the voluntary denial of a normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. Fasting is not a means of getting what we want from God. Fasting as a spiritual discipline refocuses back to our need for Jesus. Right. Um, and we talked about in Matthew 6 how fasting is really, it's a, it's a private thing. It should be done yeah. with humility and Jesus kind of, you know, backhands the the Pharisees who would fast very publicly and try to show how holy they are and stuff. But yeah. that's not what the heart is. It's it really it really is a heart issue to search after God. And yeah. and what's cool within the spiritual disciplines and not only fasting, but it really involves other spiritual disciplines. Like when you're fasting, you're you're meditating on God's word. Yeah. Like you're getting into the word, you're praying, you're praying. Yeah. and you're really like diving deep into multiple spiritual disciplines because you're going to refocus your heart and mind or you need to get some wisdom, you need to repent, whatever it might be, confess some stuff. Um, And so really fasting is like an essential discipline that we should be carrying out within our lives as Christ followers. Mm -hmm. But we we just don't do that that often. And so I kind of want to just have an open dialogue a little bit of why is it that we don't fast and then... I guess what should be some next steps right. for us to do that within our own lives as as Christ followers, and maybe what are some reasons that we should fast um, and things like that. So, so maybe just kind of give me your thoughts, Mark, on why is yeah. it that we, as the U.S. Church, um, have not really celebrated or normalized and just made it part of our normal habits as Christ followers. Yeah. Well, I would, I would say, I think it goes back to a cultural thing again, Mm -hmm. you know, just being a wealthy culture, uh, we have all that we need Mm -hmm. and all that we want and, and then some, Mm -hmm. and, you know, so we don't see the purpose of sacrifice or Mm -hmm. suffering. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not a big part of our culture at all. In fact, we consider it like we talked about earlier. This is a good segue. There must be something wrong if I'm suffering or sacrificing. And since fasting is like that, you know, my body is suffering. I'm having to sacrifice something. Why would I do that? Mm-hmm. Our cult, there's nothing in our culture. I don't, I can't find one where we are told we, we should sacrifice something or give something up. Mm-hmm. Everything in our culture, all our marketing, all of our everything is all pointed to, you need this. Mm-hmm. You deserve this. Yeah, yeah. You should have this. Mm-hmm. Um, when we don't deserve it or need it. And everything's instant. Everything's instantaneous, yeah. yeah. So you should get Door those dash, shoes. You should get that Uber, new car. Yeah, yeah, you should get everything. It's all at your fingertips right now. Yeah. That fasting flies in the face of all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the opposite of it. And so... And it's also the least amount of effort you can do yeah, for whatever you right. want yeah. is the newest, I feel like, yes. trend. I was just starting as a segue. I, like, it's not a new thing, but I just noticed it. You could literally now buy a car, yes. just and they I deliver saw, I've it. Seen that. Yeah, deliver it to your house, and the the whole concept is like, don't deal with the salesman and stuff. Right. And I was like, this is crazy. Like you can just yeah. like, almost like you're, mm-hmm. <laughs> like ordering tacos. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. Right. I'll take the '94 Camry. Right. Deliver it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> right. this is weird. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I also, on a side note, since we're talking about it. I also think it's their way of making sure you don't barter with them and totally. lower the price. Yeah. It's yeah. their way of saying no. And I've noticed it's there's no another, yeah, yeah, there's another one that goes, no heckle. This is the price and this is all you pay. But I've been on that lot. Your cars are three to four thousand dollars more than the cars yeah. on everybody else's lot. Yeah. It's just yeah. your way of saying you want me to get comfortable yeah. and bu- spend more yeah. on a car. Yeah. yeah, it's just but you know. it, but it's just more of that instant gratification. Yes, instant gratification. Yeah, with least amount of effort. Yep. So totally fasting mm-hmm. is not that. Is not that. It's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But here's what's interesting: as you read through the Old Testament, mm-hmm. you'll notice that it is a regular habit. Yeah. It's never talked about as like some um, random, odd, weird mm-hmm. thing that you do, right? In fact, when Jesus talks about it in verse 16, he says, when you fast. Right. He says it in verse 16 and in verse 17. He doesn't mm-hmm. said, he doesn't say, if you fast. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say, once in a while, you should, he, when you fast. Mm-hmm. It's, it's assumed, the assumption here is that this is a regular part of your spiritual mm-hmm. life. It, it, that it's not something you do only when you need direction or only when you need this or that or only when you really want something or need something, but it is a regular part of your mm-hmm. life in Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to talk about that. So mm-hmm. I, I think as as an American church, um, it's a spiritual discipline that is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And we are a little bit more like the culture and the society than we would like to admit, mm-hmm. but that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a reality. I mean, I would I would say fasting would be something that we could point to to say this is how the church is more like the culture than like um, biblical scripture, like we should should be. Mm-hmm. And um, that's a challenge and something that we should definitely look into and begin to think about what we're doing and how often we do it, which takes us to very, you know, much like that. Um, what is it? What, how mm-hmm. often should we do it? Mm-hmm. Um, why are we doing it? What's the purpose? All mm-hmm. of those things. And so yeah. we should dive into a little bit of that. And I think the yeah. first thing you, you kind of mentioned already 
and that's the heart behind it. Like we mm-hmm. should, we should probably address that first is mm-hmm. that, that it, it needs to be done in a manner of humility and secrecy. Mm-hmm. We, we notice the Pharisees, Jesus point out that the Pharisees fasted not to draw close to God, but to look good publicly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they were just trying to look good and to look pious and mm-hmm. look spiritual and look holy when really they weren't doing anything at all. They were just trying to look good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what you fast. And that's why Jesus said, don't tell anybody you're fasting. Mm-hmm. Don't don't make yourself look meager, starving, mm-hmm. you know, destitute. So mm-hmm. no, put oil on your body. Make yourself look good, so mm-hmm. that you look like you're not yeah. fasting when you are fasting. Mm-hmm. That's actually what Jesus is saying. Yeah. Don't so don't give this impression that um, th- that's not what fasting is for. Fasting isn't for us to look to one up one another on our mm-hmm. spiritual behavior or something. I'm better than you because I fast more than you. It's not the purpose at all. The, the purpose is to get in God's presence and let mm-hmm. God do some significant things in your life. Mm-hmm. Now that brings up a question, right? If the purpose is to get into God's presence and to let God speak some significant things in my life, mm-hmm. we should probably only do that once <laughs> a decade. I mean, if you think yeah. about it for yeah. a minute, I mean, isn't, isn't that why we encourage people to read mm-hmm. scripture and pray and, yeah. you know, the the point is to get closer to God and to just mm-hmm. be in his presence. So if that's the truth, then we should do this a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we, we probably should do it weekly. Mm-hmm. There probably should be something we do weekly every week to fast. Maybe we skip one meal or we do something and we spend that one meal praying for something specific, whatever it might mm-hmm. be there. This probably should be a regular part mm-hmm. of our habit. Yeah. Um, you know what? That kind of reminds me of something that we were saying yeah. there, like, Sometimes we we would replace like the like not having food. Mm-hmm. And I say, like, well, I'm just gonna play video games then, or I'm just gonna like do something yeah, and try yeah, to like not, not like think about right. eating or whatever it is. Yeah, that's not the heart behind no, it. It's just to skip a meal. Right. The point, like you said, is like, hey, I'm gonna skip this meal to dedicate time yes. to be with the Lord, to right. be in His presence, and to search Scripture, and to to just maybe sit in silence and yield to the Holy Spirit for yeah. what He wants to reveal. You know, it's not replacing it with something else. Right. Just so you can check off a box like, yeah, I didn't eat. Or I, right. I didn't do this or whatever, you know. Yeah, fasting isn't about not getting food. You're right. Fasting is about being in God's presence. Mm-hmm. Now, l- let's look at something else that I happen to think is kind of interesting about maybe we'd say modern 2021 fasting, right? Mm-hmm. Our definition is voluntary denial of a normal function for the sake of intense spiritual activity. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So in the Bible, Probably the most normal function was Facebook. Food. Oh, right. Oh, oh, yeah. Yes, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> food. But you bring up a great point, right? <laughs> what is our normal function today? Yeah. Social media. Mm-hmm. So if we were going to give up a normal function for the sake of spiritual activity, mm-hmm. the most normal function we might have as Americans is exactly that. Mm-hmm. Social media, Facebook, Instagram. So if we did a little quiz, you know, survey, mm-hmm. and we went outside and we started asking a bunch of people, would you rather give up social media for an hour or one meal? What would people say? Mm-hmm. I'll give up the meal. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to put my phone down. I can just, mm-hmm. if, if you're asking me to put my phone down for an hour mm-hmm. or to give up a meal, yeah, I'll give up the meal, no problem. Mm-hmm. I'll just eat later. 
So what we've learned in our world is that the most normal function or the thing that we're most addicted to or the mm-hmm. thing that's controlling us the most is not food. It's technology. Mm-hmm. So I would say probably the best kind of fast for us as believers today would be technology fast. Totally. Because we're giving up something and sacrificing something that is harder for us to give up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the important part mm-hmm. is we're saying no to something to say mm-hmm. yes to Jesus. Yeah. We're saying no to something in this world, in this temporary world, to say yes to something that's eternal. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes you do that for an hour or one meal. Sometimes you do it for a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do it for a month. It's interesting that counselors right now today, for certain things that people come into counseling for that are identity related or challenging like that, the first thing the counselor almost always asks them to do is do a social media fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people come back like, wow, I feel so much better about myself. Yeah. Well, yeah, because you're not, mm-hmm. you're getting closer to your true identity instead of your Facebook identity, your Instagram yeah. identity. Yeah. This is based on how many likes you got today. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with the kind of person you really are. Mm-hmm. And so God, I think, would want us to have that kind of fast mm-hmm. more than anything else. Yeah. And I guess I would, I would think of it like this, like giving up social media is a way bigger plus for our spiritual walk with mm-hmm. Christ than just giving up food. Mm-hmm. We have food all the time and we have an right. abundance of food. It's mm-hmm. everywhere. So I think we gain more by giving up mm-hmm. social media than we yeah. do by giving up food as well. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I look at myself, I can, I could probably fast for 40 days and not have a problem. I'd have, I got plenty here, <laughs> right. you know, yeah. it's going to last yeah. me. Right. But giving up, social media but even just technology in general oh totally whether it be mm-hmm. um i mean everybody can kind of have their own little bents of what yeah. it is but could be a video game yeah even just like texting text text yep. groups are a big big thing you know like those text groups a lot of times can like take your brain sure out of <laughs> just out of context for a little bit and you're kind of in this own little conversation world yeah it's not a bad thing because you're connecting with people and you're yeah Talking there's obviously and stuff. pros and cons. Yeah, yeah. But there's also that thing of like, is that something that you're waiting on? That Correct. you're like just kind of that you're anticipating. Up in. Yeah. Is that ding or that vibration to yep. like get back into that text group? And and it's interesting. I I used to have it um pretty much memorized, but the amount of phone cell phone checks a person does in a day just to look at their cell phone without just because they think they might hear a vibration or, you know, feel it. Mm. But the times they pull out their phone, I can't remember what it is. I don't want to share the, the stat because it'd probably be wrong and you can Google it. Right, and all that yeah. stuff. But it's, it's very much like, whoa, I don't realize I pull my phone out that much. And it's yeah. just like this innate mm-hmm. addiction to want to have information or something. Right. And so if you choose to put just your cell phone away yeah. for an entire day, it's kind of torture because your brain's thinking like, oh, I'm missing that text message. I'm missing this. I'm missing yeah. that. And all of a sudden, like, Ugh. what are my friends doing? Yeah. yeah. But I think God's like, hey, I'm over here. Missing me. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm, I'm. And there's like, there's a theme right now, not a theme, but I guess, I guess so. And it happens in all generations. But there's some youth students who are just really talking about, like, man, I feel like I'm just, I just, I didn't feel God. And it's very 
feelings-based. I, yeah. I don't feel God. I feel like he's distant. And some of the first questions we'll ask is like, well, like what, what are you doing just yeah. throughout your day? Like just give me like just a spotlight of the day. And a lot of times, and the student kind of starts to have some self-awareness of like, oh, I'm not really actually doing anything to communicate with God. Yes. It's like, right. totally. Like right. God is not distant. God is always present. Yeah. <laughs> it's usually us that, that goes away. And it reminds, yep. like there's an analogy of uh, driving in a truck, you know, and you're driving. Let's say like your wife's next to you and she used to always sit next to you right in the bench seat. But then slowly, like she kind of goes over to like the passenger side. And after a while, she's like, hey, why don't you ever sit next to me when we're driving the truck? And you're like, I'm driving all the time. You're the one who went away from me. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's kind of like yeah. this like thought of like, we usually go away from God. Right. Well, I don't feel God and stuff. Well, it's re- rethink like, what are you doing? And I think fasting is a great way to say, hey, I need to get back into the presence with my heavenly father right? and deny those needs that mm. are kind of addictions. Some could say, or maybe strong habits. Yeah that are pulling us away from really Mm -hmm. being in the presence of God, saying no to that, denying those normal functions so we can be just boom right there with, with Mm -hmm. God to, and I think we all need wisdom right now (laughs) to get some wisdom from the Lord, to get some direction, some clarity. Um, And I think also there's, I mean, there's a lot of repentance that we, we can do as a, as a nation, Mm -hmm. as, as people within just the faith of just like, man, we're, we need to repent Mm -hmm. of some things. You know, because and fasting is connected to repentance. We it totally see that is. biblically. Yep. You know, the mm-hmm. when Jonah went to Nineveh, mm-hmm. the first thing they did when they discovered yeah. that God was going to wipe them out was fasted. Mm-hmm. They immediately yeah. started a, a citywide fast. Yeah, yeah, and said, you know, we're going to fall on our face. Yeah, and repent before God mm-hmm. and fast and say, you know, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. And and as they did. God showed them grace mm-hmm. and mercy. Yep. And that was a good thing. We see that throughout scripture that fasting is exactly that. And it can be used for for many things. But I think fasting helps us say no to ungodliness too. Mm-hmm. You know, when we say no to food or no to technology and we kind of suffer through it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What we're learning is I really maybe don't need that as much as I thought I did. Totally. Yep. You know. What mm-hmm. I really need, what I really need is the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. What I really need is his presence mm-hmm. and his power in my life. That's what's important. Well, here's the problem. If we never put anything down and we never focus on those things, then we never learn them. Mm-hmm. That's just a reality. If mm-hmm. we just always say, I always have my phone on my side. I always have mm-hmm. it there. I always have it with me. I never skip a meal. Then we just all we just never mm-hmm. think that the Holy Spirit's more important. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are times like that that are very, very important mm-hmm. in our lives where yeah. we get away. Um, and I just was remembering even recently, I had a little study time and decided during my study time that I would fast about some things and mm-hmm. wanted some answers for some things and just direction for church. And it was interesting. I was praying about those things before mm-hmm. and I was eating, doing technology. And so I fasted and it was interesting that I got the answer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, oh, okay. When I got closer to the Lord, maybe the answer was sitting there the whole time. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I just couldn't see it mm-hmm. and it wasn't close, you know, wasn't 
attentive enough right, because I was right. so distracted yeah. from other things. Mm-hmm. And um, so it really helps me do that. And I think that there's something to that that is really important when it comes to temptation as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, sexual temptation is such a big part of our culture, mm-hmm. but it's connected to physical things, right? It's connected to a physical thought in my brain and it's connected to a physical feeling in my body. Food does the same thing. So does technology, mm-hmm. right? I have a thought in my brain. I wonder how many people have liked that picture on Instagram that I just posted. So mm-hmm. I pull out my phone and I look, oh, five likes, yay. Mm-hmm. And we have a physical reaction, right? Thought turns to a physical reaction. And we are either happy or depressed or sad or whatever based mm-hmm. on that, that yeah. like or the not likes, right? Temptation's the same way. It's the same thing, right? I have a thought in my brain that I should, you know, do something inappropriate with sex, watch porn or something like that. And my body wants to do that. Mm-hmm. Physical things in my body start to react and I want to do that. Well, if I've, if I've been fasting with technology and food and the thought comes in my brain and the feeling in my body is to be hungry and I say, no, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. Then when I'm tempted sexually and the thought comes in my brain and the feeling comes into my body, I can say, no, I don't, I don't need that. Mm-hmm. I can live a pure life. I can live a pure sexual life. I don't need that because I want to honor God. Yeah. And so fasting helps us with that as well. But if we never do that, then that's a part of our spiritual walk that's just untapped. Yeah, yeah, it's we're we're, we're missing out. Yeah, totally you missing know? out. And growth has been, in some way, stymied mm-hmm. because we've said, "I won't do this certain biblical um, mm-hmm. discipline that yeah. God has for us." Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, and we um, on on our website, kind of a little shout out to we have some resourcing. Um, cause I made a bunch of cards when we talked about fasting cause it's, it is a deep subject mm-hmm. and there's a ton of reasons and I'm just pulling up my message even right now. And so there's one, two, three, four, five. I mean, I just put about 10 different reasons biblically with some Bible verses mm-hmm. of why we should fast or here's some reasons to fast. Right. Um, but one of the, one of the ones that I put on there is spiritual deliverance or breakthrough. Yeah. Um, and I just think in our current culture right now, that's something that we're all (laughs) just, we can, we can say yes to like, we need some, some spiritual breakthrough. Um, and and I would say technology has a stronghold. Totally. 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 Yeah. Cause technology definitely substituted a lot during COVID. Yes, it did. Our need for all sorts of stuff, connection, community, all those things. And again, good things, but there can be this, real gray area where we just turn it into something that now has taken our yeah. attention off of the Lord and onto the yeah. the fear of missing out. Sure. And, and I remember, culture. you know, both my kids are out of the home now, but they're not that much older. I mean, mm-hmm. Tim's 18, now he's 22. I was the worst parent on the entire planet when I took technology away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're so attached to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And even for myself, I mean... How often do I just put my phone down? Mm-hmm. Like, let me give you an example. If I forget my phone at home, do I turn around and go back and get it? <laughs> you bet yes. I do. If I leave my lunch at home, do I turn around and go get it? No. no I don't. Yeah. What am I attached to? I'm mm-hmm. attached to my phone. Yep. I'm attached to my technology. Yeah. And so I think there needs to be times where we set it down mm-hmm. and we say, no to that. And by the way, you know, Kate and I have tried to do that over the years, just mm-hmm. in little ways, even too. you know, like we don't do the phone at the table when mm-hmm. we're having dinner, there's no phone at the table. 
when we're doing certain family things, we're watching, playing a game or whatever, you know, put your phone on mm-hmm. the counter. You know, this is family time. This isn't technology time. This is mm-hmm. family time. This is relationship time, right? Mm-hmm. So think about it like that, right? If this is my relationship with God time, I'm going to put down food. I'm going to put down technology. I'm going to mm-hmm. do whatever. I'm going to give that up because I need God time. Mm-hmm. I need Holy Spirit time. I need my Jesus time. And that's what I need to do. It's also interesting that... Um, one little last thing I think is yeah. worth kind of slowing down mm-hmm. here. Fasting is also for discovering the specific will of God. So mm-hmm. we know the general will of God. That's God's word, right? Mm-hmm. All, everything in God's word is gen, God's general word for us. And we all need to obey it, every single one of us. But there are times in scripture, like when the disciples mm-hmm. fasted and prayed for who the new 12th disciple would be because Judas was no longer with them. So um, they fasted and prayed, and then they picked between a couple really great guys, and they picked one over the other because that's what God told them to do. They fasted to figure that out. They fasted before they sent out Paul and Barnabas on their missionary journeys. They fasted when they selected new elders in every single church that they went to. Mm -hmm. There was this habit of fasting to find the specific will of God. Mm And I think that that's important for us to hear as well. Yeah. That there are times where I just, I just need a breakthrough and I mm-hmm. need the Lord to specifically say something to me to tell me which direction to go. And I'm going to sacrifice technology or food or whatever God tells me to. And I'm going to press into his presence and into prayer. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm looking for an answer. Yep. Yeah, that's good. Um, one of the questions or two questions uh, that I put in my message a few weeks ago when we talked about this was just why don't I fast and what do I need to fast for? Um, and I think we can all agree that just mm-hmm. simply to be in the intentional presence of the Lord yeah. is a great reason. Yeah. And do we need another reason? Not, no. Not really. <laughs> yeah. Not really. Not really. We, that's exactly what we should all yep. be wanting and longing yep. for. Yeah, and I think because we're in such a confusing time right now within our culture and politics and this and that. And there's so much social media, if you want to call it information, misinformation, all the stuff, yeah. you hear multiple things of the same thing and you're like, I don't even know what to believe anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we've gotten so inundated to just second guess everything and to not take anything as like whatever that we need truth in our life. Right. And truth, like we talked about a few weeks ago, it's the word of God. Yeah. I mean, that, is the truth. Like you said, it's the, the general will of God for everybody. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be intentional when it comes to allowing that to be just a part of who we are. And that comes through fasting and saying no to the technology, saying no to those things that are very much a normal habit in our life. And there might be a few that are listening. They're like, well, I, I don't care about technology. Great. But there's, there's something yeah, in your life. There's something you could fast. Yeah, yeah. that there is. That you could give up mm-hmm, to exactly. say yes to Jesus. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I think, I mean, it sounds so weird, but even just ministry itself yeah. can be that. The yeah. busyness of wanting to do, do, do for the Lord. And it's the whole, you know, Jesus with, with the two sisters of like, yeah. hey, I'm mm-hmm. this, this person's with me. Right. You know, I was going to say Martha. <laughs> Doing versus being. Yeah, yeah. Doing versus being. Yeah, and thing. I think, yeah. man, that's just that's just key is to take intentional times to be with Jesus and to allow his word. And like with Jesus going in the wilderness and fasting for those 40 days, 
his his defense was the word of God. Right. That's what he went to when he was tempted by the, by by Satan. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be tempted. <laughs> yep. And so we got to be intentional about being the word of God. And in those times that we're going to choose to fast, to allow the word of God to be integral mm-hmm. part of that fasting experience, because yeah. we need that to be in our heart so we can be able to have that truth to help us navigate all these weird moments that we're living in. Yeah. And it's going to get weirder. Exactly. Like it's not going to, it's not going to get unweird. No, no, it's not. <laughs> There's yeah. the saying like, keep Portland weird, dude. Portland's been weird forever. And we're all getting weird just like Portland. <laughs> we're all getting weird like Portland. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. But, Crazy. Yeah. So fasting's per- it's good. It's important. Do it. Yeah. I want to encourage you to do it. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage you to yeah. start praying about it. Yeah, and, and I think we've, we've all ways you can do it. And we, we've been talking um, as as a church. I think we're going to start to do this yep. in a more normalized way as well. Right. Um, just saying, hey, we're going to do a, a fast. If you want to join us, sweet. You know, I think just encouraging it to just in our normal things from a CFC yeah. global, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Just the the big picture view of stuff. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's definitely something that's important. So. Cool, cool. Well, sweet. I think I think we're good on that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we tapped the surface of it. We There's obviously the a lot. There's a lot, a lot of that do. iceberg underneath. Yeah, 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 for sure. I think that's a good conversation to have. All those things. So again, if you have more questions, comments, mm-hmm. or whatever, please reach out to us, DM us, um, email us, whatever it is, and we'd love to help answer those questions or at least dialogue on them. So, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Thanks, everyone. Good to see you. Bye. Bye.